about to enter a world of pain, suffering, and laughter. Coming up, bottom of the seventh, Mukish Clemente up at bats. Taking a few practice swings there. And Mukish, Mukish. swing and a miss. Mukish Clemente. You know when you hear that name, <laughs> it's Worst Gig Ever, the podcast. I am Mike Pace. I'm Jeff Garlock. And on today's show, we have actoress, comedic <laughs> one way actress, yeah. uh, YouTube personality, YouTube Beth star. Hoyt. Beth Hoyt. She is a tube star. She's a tube star. <laughs> she came on the show. We talk about the cult of YouTube. We talk yep. about auditioning, the audition process, these, hosting. Hosting. These damn tweens. The tween the audience, these and, weird uh, demographics. It's like a little bit about Home Alone. Yeah, and we talk about home. I would say a little bit is definitely <laughs> a lot of it about home alone. just a little uh, discretion, as we say, full discretion. Uh, Beth and I used to work together on an internet TV show called My Damn Channel Live. Got that? We right. talk about that. If you like the internet, you like comedy, you like comedy on the internet. I assume you do. You're probably going to be into this show. Yes, and if you're into this one, and you're into our other ones. You should check out those other ones. Yeah, you should. What? Where can we find those? We can find them at worstgigeverpodcast.tumblr.com, iTunes, Stitcher. We're on Facebook. We are on Twitter as our own personalities. I am Mikey Pace. I am at G Garlock. If you have any uh, people you'd like to suggest, you would like to suggest someone you know, a story. If you have a story about a worst gig, email us over at worstgigever at gmail.com. If you have a story about Mukish Clemente. I would, we would kill for a Mukish Clemente story. At bat, that guy is legendary around these dingers left and right. And with that, I'm going to have my dog, Baptiste, give the final word. Baptiste. Sniffing the microphone like a pro. (laughs) Beth Hoyt on Worst Gig Ever. Peace. I'm going to tell you, too. One of them is that I was subbing for my friend. I guess he was out of town and he was like a personal coach for this man who needed, um, he was like a business guy. This is how much I know business. He was a businessman. <laughs> for, he uh, did business. That's the exact for word living. for what yeah. he did. And, uh, he like was, he was super, super nervous, really weird guy. And I guess like every Thursday he had to give some sort of speech at his business job. And so the, my friend would coach him to like just basically scare him in public so that the speech later on wouldn't be as scary. So we'd meet in, in, uh, Columbus Circle. And I would like have him squawk like a chicken or like read out loud or like sing the national anthem. And, I'd, and then he, the idea was that then when later to give a speech, it would be not so scary. So it's a public speaking kind of. Uh, a public shaming. And yes, stuff. exactly. Uh, uh, Might as well put him in the stocks. Exactly. People throw tomatoes at him. <laughs> I think they wanted to. It was right outside of that Whole Foods. It was pretty easy. But I had to like maintain, maintain eye contact with me the whole time. And that was like his safe zone. And uh-huh. I hate, I mean, I can do anything in public usually if there's like a camera, but if it's just like looking like this. Mean this guy of a connection, <laughs> right. 
I told him that if it would be easier and or better for him later on if he didn't look at me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna read my magazine. That will be like a little bit less of a safety net for you, so it'd be more of a challenge. Right. But another one is um. I worked. Wait, oh. but just before, what qualified you outside? Right. Of I have being no idea. Your friend, because well, that's the, like what qualified your friend, <laughs> and then what qualified you? Yeah, my friend. I, I he seemed like he's the kind of guy who would like make a website and be like, I can coach you on this. Right. I think <laughs> I, guess I it was just, just sounds like a made up job. Totally. Like, I mean, like it's just like I've decided this might be something that people like. Yeah. And that people did like it. Like, okay, cool. It was like fifty bucks cash for the hour. Yeah. So, so that's how we got me. He's like, want to make fifty bucks, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. And then yeah, and then it was like the worst hour of my life where i was just like i was sweating so much i was so i was so embarrassed by this man who oh and but did, you, did you even like had to be trained for that they're just like no, no just tell this so nothing qualified you yeah outside the fact that you wanted money i was just like you're subbing for this guy and then he told me and i didn't even bring the exercises and he just told me what my friend had him do he was like, right. and now I squawk like a chicken. Like he put that upon himself. And he's like, look, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> In business, this is like right. public speaking is part of the job. Yeah. So, so psych me up. Yeah. So, or psych me out. So outside, like I know you said, like in front of a camera, you don't care. But like yeah, in general, why. are you kind of like. I think that I got this. Do you like people bothering you? <laughs> I think because I seemed like fearless. Like I'll do stuff on stage in front of a camera, and I think right. he thought that I'd be like down with this. I'm cool. Right. I I don't. But there are some things. I the, the line is crossed very right. strongly. Karaoke I can't do. No. I don't like the birthday song. Some yeah. sort of attention <laughs> that way. When if it's like corny or collected, or if, if you it doesn't went to seem... Dick's Last Resort, you would hate that. <laughs> if I what this place, Dick's Last Resort, it's a theme restaurant that they're known for I'm treating cringing, you shitty. Hate it. Uh, and it's like, if you want a soda, they're like, go get it yourself. <laughs> and you have to like interact with them. And I'm like, everything yeah. about it sounds terrible. You know, it's, well, I'm curious about the karaoke thing because Jeff and I come from playing in bands. And mm-hmm. so I'm automatically, I have this knee jerk reaction to karaoke. They're like, I can actually play music. Why do I, I do this? Why do I want to get up and, 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 and look, and to be fair, I've only done it like once. And so, but like, what's the, the stigma against karaoke for you? Well, I'm, it's just terribly awkward for everybody because I can kind of sing. Like I used to take voice lessons <laughs> in high school, um, but it was like an, I was a soprano and I have lo- totally lost that voice, uh-huh. as you can tell. Um, but I, so I can kind of, so it's like, it's awkward because you can tell I'm trying, but I'm not good. So either there's people that are terrible and it's funny and they're drunk and it's, right. or the people are like, wow, you're pretty good. Yeah. And I'm just, it's like, oh man, she wants to be good. And she's like, not <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Duet style, yeah, uh, like taking it seriously. <laughs> right. Serious karaoke might seems like it might be well, the most I, awkward I, thing what, I could no, imagine. When I lived mm-hmm. in Austin, a friend of mine and I went with a, f- a friend of mine and his wife to this karaoke. It was a bar with karaoke. I guess it makes a karaoke bar. Uh, there <laughs> oh, were very few people. Way to work that one out there, Mike. And, yeah, and I, I just, I hung out, and they, he, he went up. He did a David Bowie song, and then she did a Pretender song. And there are very few people there, but they were really earnest, like putting their all into it. And then mm-hmm. afterwards we came, you know, when she did her song, she came off stage and she went to her husband. She's like, was that okay? Like, uh, and then I got, killer. you know, yep. because it's just like, it's not about that. I will mm-hmm. say we've talked about, we just, I just went to my first karaoke experience, like really? a week and a half ago, a week ago. <sighs> and I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. How were you drunk? It was, no, I don't drink. I was the only person who wasn't Maybe drunk. Maybe that's why. Uh, <laughs> but it was, you know, a small room with just the people I know. It wasn't in front of people. Uh, I think everyone else was drunk anyways, so that was it. But also, I mean, for me too, I was surprised at the amount of metal that they had. So then I was like, oh, okay. But it was more fun than I thought it would be. 
I'm yeah. still not sure I'd go all the time. I could <laughs> see uh, having renting out a private room with like ten friends, right? And everybody's having a really good time. That like, okay, I'll, I'll get up, I'll do some Billy Joel, right? You know, but I think that that idea of doing it in front of other people you don't know, yeah. Also, which, then you need to listen to the people that you don't know. Yeah. You're like, I don't yeah. care about you and your Sinead O'Connor. Stop it. But it's that's where it really comes in. Just like, just play music. There is <laughs> yes. kind of watch, watch your terrible caterwauling. There's sort of a disconnect though as being like a performer and wanting to entertain people and people for the most part are entertained when you go up on stage doing but i guess you're not doing your own thing right. you know there's it can go from like fun to embarrassing like it's a very fine mm-hmm. line Sincerity is awkward. People trying to do songs in like whatever weird like kind of like accents. Like if it's Sinead O'Connor, you're trying to like hit these weird Mm -hmm. syllables, right? Yeah. You're basically doing a weird uh, (laughs) caricature of them. So okay, there's so, a lot of awkward. Well, we all kind of mm-hmm. hate karaoke. All right, fuck karaoke. So, so let's hear about this. Let's hear about the second worst. Oh story. gosh, um, I I was a host for this show called uh, Zoo Two Funny Pet News. It was for this website called Zoo2.com. Maybe it still exists. Zoo Tube pet website. Okay, sounds like yeah. Is that Z O U Z O O T O O? Oh, Zoo Two. Zoo Two, and I did Funny Pet News. It was like trying to be like SNL Weekend Update, but with all true pet news. So we like, there's some. Uh, um, first, let me say, there's an unbelievable amount of real pet news happening. <laughs> when I first got the job, I'm like, how are we going to make a weekly show? Like, there's what it, what happens? One dog a week. There's a story. Right. I'm, I'm telling you, if you like, tap, you're like go into any browser, show of this, yeah. you could. So there is so much, and the people, you know, people are pet fanatics. It's yeah. a very it's a very interesting world. So, um, okay, so, so and as a not a animal lover, I do love your dog. That's I like dogs, but um, I don't like have a, I don't know, I'm not like a really a gooey animal person, right. and that totally red, and it put me in a lot of awkward positions <laughs> with people that were like, don't you just love? Uh, and I'm like, uh, I don't understand. Uh, but wait, did you get this job by subbing for a friend too? Or no. what was the I, well, kind of. I mean, I auditioned as a comedian, and they're like, great. And then I, the next thing I knew, I got sent. Oh, they, so they were like, we want you to go to this expo in Orlando, this pet expo, this weekend. And I was like, ah, you guys are kind of sketchy. It was like a Craigslist audition. Right. And I was like, this is kind of weird. And also, I'll probably make my money just at the club I worked at that weekend. And then they're like, well, we can fly you back in time for your shift. And I was like, ah, I don't know. And they're like, well, we can send his jet back, you know, for you. And I was like, what? Come here. <laughs> it was like this very rich. I'm in. I'm my. I'm, I'm available. Wait, um, what year was this? This was that ZooTube money. I was gonna say, is this like dot com ZooTube money floating around? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was. I, well, I don't. I won't say who he is. Well, whatever. He had sold me Almix, and he had a lot of money. This man, oh. and um, so. It was a, his new pet project, if you will. And, uh, I will. So we went to that pet expo, and that was when I realized it wasn't really, they didn't really want a comedian, or you can't really joke around with pet people when they're that extreme. They're right. like, don't, yeah. seriously, don't joke about this. Yeah. <laughs> right. These are my kids. You know what's interesting is that I think pet people, when you say pet people, the process of adopting Baptiste, my miniature schnauzer for the listener, dealing with the pet people, like the dog lady, she was insane. Like, I think, mm-hmm. and maybe this is a generalization, but people that deal their stock and trade is animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's, there's something. They, well, yeah. They, you know, they want to surround themselves by lots and lots of lots of dogs. Yeah. And not people most of the time. There's probably something going on in that brain of theirs. And so how long did that I was gig... there for like a year. Zuzu tube. Wow. It was a, pet it was a, oh, the, well, the reason it was not good. I mean, it was fun. It was, I learned a lot. It was fun. I got to like be on, we did, we did put them on YouTube, but, um, 
uh, Zootube on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, it was in New Jersey. I had to like travel. I lived in Brooklyn and I had to take like the subway to New Jersey Transit and take a bus to Secaucus every yeah. day. Oof. It was really, it really wears on you. I, I was young, so like I had it in me. I could never do it. And it was I, the worst. Ironically, Secaucus is where I picked up Baptiste, my miniature schnauzer, when he arrived via together? puppy van from oh my Arkansas. God, Secaucus so, is the pet yes. haven. Uh, the Vince did Lombardi did rest you up. pull the plug on Zoo 2 or did it pull itself? I think it was about the same thing. I think they got really serious they're like turns out the funny isn't working out so well <laughs> like we want to do hard they, literally, they started yeah, doing yeah, yeah they were doing yeah they changed it to hard news and they and i like <laughs> you could tell i didn't have like the s- sympathy in my voice right. giving the real yeah. stories they're like <laughs> so they wanted it's kind earnest, of a blessing and yeah earnest pet reporting mm-hmm. was with that, sympathy with like yeah. oh and yeah was that one of your first kind of uh forays into the youtube it was the, uh, the first world? yeah for sure so that, that started the path. Yeah, I guess I have a lot to think. Yeah. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. You're welcome mm-hmm. to you too. Some of the jokes were kind of funny that we did, but <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about that, like hosting in general, because you're, you're a comic, but you've also done like a lot of hosting stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was the, was that kind of like a, um, I'll, you know, I'm looking for, I'll take any job kind of thing, or was there an idea that like maybe hosting or, you know, is something I'm, yeah, I never, it's never, it was never in a conscious thought to like be a host. I think that most host gigs, when you audition, are kind of, for me anyway, I read them as like, oh, it's like they want a comedian. So you don't really see it as a host job. I'm right. like, they're looking for a comedian to host this show. So maybe right. I'm just looking at the, the bright side of it. But I still don't even like think I'm uh, a host. I'm just like, oh, I happen to like be the one with the mic and like right. that, that's kind of organized a little bit type A. So I'm good at this because I'm like, wait, where are we now? Yeah. What's going on? Um, so it just kind of happened. I didn't realize, but I love I love it. And 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 full discretion, as we say on the show. Yes, we do. Um, uh, Beth and I worked on a show called My Damn Channel Live for mm-hmm. a while on uh, My Damn Channel, which is which you can find on YouTube and ZooTube, perhaps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and for me, that was like my first foray foray into like the whole world of YouTube and mm-hmm. seeing. You know, kind of how that's its own entity, right. and subculture, and like the whole kind of cult of youtube personality and like right. these kids essentially who have um uh you know quarter million followers who are taping these things in their bedrooms and like actually seeing how that worked um and i don't know what was your kind of uh i don't know how how much you dealt with that with zootube but ba- again, like, really. basically like the introduction Back then, that was when like we first discovered <laughs> that like if you put paris hilton in the title of the video like we just cheated every way that's when i learned right. all the secrets we have one video that has so many views. What is in the title? It's something like lizard sex. And then it was basically, we just took every single word that could possibly pop and put them. <laughs> it was awful. It was like boobs, parasolta and lizard sex. And it has like so many views and it's yeah. not about that right. at all. Right. It's like, surprise. It's corny jokes about animals. Gotcha. <laughs> the ultimate grift. So, but so the, the idea of like, so I didn't learn nothing. at yeah. Zuchi, yeah. <laughs> But I guess I'm just curious, like your thoughts about this whole kind of like, for me, it seems like this is where everything is headed in yeah. terms of on-demand content. Right. However you get it, like this is ultimately the, the where it's going to end up. Like going from doing, you know, doing stand-up, doing whatever, to like this world of YouTube. I am, I've learned so much. It's just been one year, well, year and a half, but I feel like it's, ugh, I like was totally immersed in it. Um, thanks to Molly Templeton is one person who works at My Damn Channel who's like a little guru. She's, um, she's, she's I mean, plugged she's in. Been it. A, yeah, she started when she was really young and that's, it's all that all that world of kids who started when they were like thirteen or fourteen and were on YouTube every day are the ones right now. They're like the titans and just right. 
because that's one big thing. One big difference between YouTube and comedians or, or, or TV shows is that when you watch shows on YouTube or a vlogger or someone who's regularly on, it's not like you're watching a celebrity do stuff. They're your friend. And since you can comment and like tweet at them and get back and forth, it's just a different viewing experience. Yeah. So that's one thing that's different, I think, from TV. I didn't answer your question. I just answered. No, no, that's a different one. But that's on the that's on the road to answering. Yes, yeah. The idea that like it is interactive in the purest sense of mm-hmm. the word, I think, and especially on my damn channel live, like it was all about the interactivity right. with the people watching, right. and reading their comments and kind of making it feel like uh, you know there is there was an actual almost like there was a studio audience that we were kind of. Yeah, you know, name checking, sure, um, and be- and you know, just the whole live element of it kind of made it feel very immediate, mm-hmm. right? We started that show started as like a comedy show, and we were gonna have comedy sketches and like big comedian guests, and we had all these sketches where they're like awkward pauses, and uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, looking back on them, it's like, how did we think that was gonna work? And I know, like, we thought they're great sketches. They just it doesn't work on the internet. That's the good. One of the bad things is that it's hard to keep attention spans. Right. You know, yeah. you got it's like you got to have a kids show and just like pop and candy and just like don't right. let them don't let them click the tab don't let them click the tab yeah. shove marshmallows in your mouth get in the slip exactly. inside exactly I don't I think it's all it's, it's it's the trial and error of figuring out what, you know what the show was going to turn right. into and for me when people would ask me lower like my family would be like so what are you doing again right like, yeah and it would be like well get that i i would always well, <laughs> i would always explain like it's sort of like early mtv where there's like yeah. a host on a set and they have like guests and they do weird stuff right and it's it's bare bones and it's but it's charming in that mm-hmm. it's so like on the fly and there were some of the funniest things you know uh jack ferry who was the director of the show because it was you know he was cutting it on the fly and switching between cameras so every once in a while like he cut we did a show with andrew wk and at some point he cuts to andrew wk when he shouldn't have and andrew wk for the listeners just standing there like you know this Uh for like like three seconds and you're not talking to him or anything (laughs) and then he cuts back you know he realized that he had fucked up um and it was hilarious and i guess that's that goes back to the old adage of like live tv anything can happen what well, is weird? Yeah, it does seem like it's oddly like it's going in like the YouTube world. It is going. It's like going back to what it was. Like it's like it, because it is a lot of live, oh my, like board, mm-hmm. like pretty live stuff, like live mm. shows. Uh, and it's it's I don't know. Like in addition to all of the sketch, video sure, and sure, stuff like that you have sure a uh, live element. Yeah, it just seems. I mean, for me, it feels like something like I. It's. I don't know. It's oddly one of the first things where I all of a sudden I'm like I feel oddly old. Like, yeah. Just because I'm all like right. I'm not aware of like I wasn't like I'm I'm like oh my all my friends are on my damn channel or this or that but mm-hmm. I like just didn't like just wasn't aware of it like and then and then but then you'd see like like I I know like there was like the uh, YouTube All Stars show at like Terminal Five like not too long ago that was like sold out like two yeah. nights in a row and it was i remember my like charlie todd or whoever was there and he was just like it's just full of like young girls like mm-hmm. you know who i just went to world i just went to la for youtube comedy week mm-hmm. so you guys the advertisements right. about that were yeah, yeah. big yeah, yeah. celebrities it was he looked huge and no one really knew what it was including me i was like hosting every night i, I didn't know until like t- two minutes before we started what i was doing <laughs> right um which was nothing i just kind of like read a prompter and introduced each show but i it was just a fascinating world to see because Every what I hosted was like they had a live show every night, like an hour long live show with real comedians, and um, 
uh, I mean, that's just a tough thing to do with all day long. So YouTube County Week was about putting up all these, every YouTuber put up new videos and they just promoted it. It was like a lot happening on that page. A lot of content. So there's all this like really short, funny videos and then to have every night like an hour long show. It's like that just, it's the epitome of how like our brain then, and like I can't sit for a whole hour for right. the show. Like sure. what's coming up in a minute? Right. Yeah. Um, so the, I don't know if it worked that well, but it was cool to be there for me. But I, what was so fascinating is that I introduced every show with another YouTuber to bring the subscribers in to watch the show. And then the show consisted of LA comics, like real mm-hmm. people aren't YouTubers. You could tell they're probably like, we should get on this YouTube thing. And it was so fascinating to watch the YouTuber and the comedian, like shake hands and introduce themselves because I was like the one bridge that knew both worlds. Right. And I only know the YouTube world for a year, but I've been at some conventions. So I met a lot of people, but you'd see like a YouTuber shake hands and like, you don't know this comic like writes this, com- this show and is a genius. And you'd see the comedian like shake that guy's hand. And I'd be like, you don't know that this guy has like 3 million subscribers and is right. so powerful. Right. It was really interesting. And that just happened again and again that they're, they have totally different sure. audiences. And, and I think it it's, just it's, seems I, weird. I think the, like this cult of YouTubers, mm-hmm. which is an odd way to pronounce it, but this <laughs> idea, disgusting. YouTubers. Yeah. Um, this idea, it's truly like a, young it's like a nascent youth culture i mean it's so it's so like it's what the kids are, like what are the kids doing when you speak right. of like that it those is. like those kids like and and all i totally agree because i mean i think i think i'm a couple of years older than you and so when i was working there and like seeing these like you know like 19 year old kids who are all who are really funny right you know for the most part and it's all organic homegrown kind of like yeah, it's, it's really about like finding his... your voice it's yeah not, it's... right and and it's this idea that they're that they're i think it also deals with this the idea of of oversharing in this day and age mm-hmm. and how everything is literally is across any it's platform. great for me that there's finally a job doing that yeah <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God. so so yes yeah, so you have all of these these people who have gotten really good at at you know this like kind of public live journal in their bedroom kind of thing. Right. And people are clearly responding to it because everybody is sharing everything now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's odd. <laughs> it <laughs> is. Well, I, it's also, it goes, to, it goes to this idea that we've talked about on the show before is that uh-huh. like, you're not allowed to make mistakes in private anymore. Right. I mean, to a certain extent, you know, like growing up, you could be an idiot and screw something up or whatever. And you didn't have to br- and, like broadcast it. Mm-hmm. to the world mm-hmm. via Facebook or Twitter or, right. or, or your YouTube channel. But then how will you get 2 million hits? I don't know. If you don't... Exactly. You yeah. That's, have the camera on record at all times. Exactly. Don't yeah, miss that's, a moment. That's where, that's where it, uh, it comes in. I don't know. But the thing is, is that... Well, here, here's another question for you. Do you think that like these kids that are starting out doing this thing, I mean... Do they want to just take YouTube as far as, as, as they want to go with it? Or like, is it a, a, um, a stepping stone or a launching yeah, a gate, pad to right. something else? I, I mean, guess it's a case by case basis. Yeah. But. I don't know. I, the, I feel like this next generation of the people that like watch that, like people that watch my videos and stuff, there's two shirtless men. I'm sorry. I'm staring right now. Are they wearing pants? <laughs> on, on a list? roof across the street. Oh, he's got underwear on. Oh, that's nice. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was distracted. For the listener, the uh, window out of the studio here, uh, View, beautiful a, view. Beautiful view of the Brooklyn Queens Expressway <laughs> and two semi-nude men <laughs> parading They're around dancing. a rooftop. They're enjoying the beautiful day. Um, uh, no, no, uh, Henry Cavill or whatever is that his name? Henry. Henry. Superman. Yep. Yes. <laughs> I call him Superman. That's I think the two of those guys maybe if they went together they could be him. But anyway, <laughs> if we pick the best parts of them. Yes. Uh, oh, so I think that a lot of these kids are like they understand that YouTube is 
just as good as TV, you know? So a lot of the kids that are doing the vlogs and stuff, the teenagers and 20 year olds are like, they get it. I feel like they're not like looking for TV because they understand that they're the culture that barely probably watches it. Right. Um, they understand it's on Hulu and it's on YouTube and they get it. We're the ones that <laughs> I, uh, are slow. The- <laughs> I'm still the one that's like, this is great. And it's like totally the way I'm making, getting all my jobs and getting everything is through sure. my vlog. But I still am like, oh, I just want, you know, like a TV job, but no one will watch this, a TV show, you know, right. I'm wanting that. It's, well, I- it's almost like it's a totally different demographic. Yeah. And what you're, you know, then the, 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 the people that make up the bulk of the audience for, us, yeah. especially my damn channel live, right. seem to skew a little younger. Right. Um, as opposed to who, whoever's watching. Except my that. demographic, my, so my number one is like boys and girls up to age like 18. Number two is men 45 to 50. <laughs> Target market. <laughs> Boom. Bunch of pervs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, what about, so, so you're, you're getting a lot of jobs through this hosting. Well, a lot is, act- a, is a, is a stretch. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's some, I'm just, yeah, things are flying my way. Yeah. But in, in terms of what I've seen of your stand up is that you do like some really great characters and it's not really just straight up jokes yeah. per se. Mm-hmm. You do mm-hmm. a killer, uh, you know, Gwyneth mm-hmm. Paltrow, um, what, what was love this? to love to hate her? <laughs> oh love God. to hate her. Can we can we just for a second? What's the name of her website? Goop. Oh, Goop. Goop. I didn't know what it was till my wife brought it up, but I was like, Goop. So what? good. I just saw her at the Apple Store giving a a, a tutorial on Goop. Her really? App. Wait, that wasn't her son's store. The Apple store that she built. Ah. Apple's her daughter, Mike. Get it together. Wait, Moses the is her son. Oh. What's the name of the son? Moses. Oh. I, I thought, that's I another thought killer Apple name. Was, was, was Fair enough. I mean, it's not like you can really tell that's a girl what name. Is, is it just like her like musings? It's like a rich person's guide. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah. it's like a rich person's guide. Her website has like other has like clothing options. There's my, my favorite thing ever is she lists, well, one of them is she lists like a... Uh, summer, you know, summer clothes to have, must haves. Right. And one of them is like this, literally, it's the skirt to wear when you have guests over, like a, for an easy, easy dinner at home if you're cooking. Right. And the skirt is $3,000. Oh, like, right. My wife I was that. Tell me yeah, about that. that or like my sweatpants, one of the two. Yeah. You know? She wrote something on Goop a couple of years ago about her friend Katie Lee coming over with her husband William to, and they baked cookies. And if you remember, Katie Lee was married to William Joel, a.k.a. Ballet. Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. That's the that least of her celebrity called, droppings. Yeah. To call him William. <laughs> All of his good really, friends call him William. Really, maybe. I don't know. I think they call him Piano Man. Yes. Um, but, okay, so you... So, you, what, so I saw Gwyneth. Yes. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. so, well clearly, podcast well, over. Wait, she, did you happen to just be at the app store? You went No, I went. Okay, I, I, I just took want, a I long assume. time to figure out what to wear. Like, I was assuming she would, like, right. see me after and be like, like where's my $3,000 skirt? <laughs> yeah. God damn it. It was, was really hilarious. Um, I didn't know, but it was amazing when they came out. Um, Jessica Seinfeld moderated it, and she was like, everyone just, you know, this is um, Gwyneth Paltrow, not Gwyneth. Uh-huh. Gwyneth. I made us all say it out loud. So we're all like, Gwyneth. Uh-huh. She's a natural comedian, I guess. Yeah. Jessica Seinfeld. Killer. No, she wasn't. I mean, it wasn't funny. She was just saying we're all fucking up her name. <laughs> yes, Sorry, can I say that? Really Oops. angrily. Yeah. But so wh- wh- what was the idea or where did it, to, to do characters oh. as opposed to kind of. I think because I, I started off as an actor. I was a theater major and I've always been an actress. Then I kind of. You know, Zoo 2 took me the comedy route. That was my real first comedy uh, thing. And I've always kind of done comedic plays. I did a lot of plays in New York before the comedy route. Mm-hmm. And then um, I think when I met Reggie Watts and started working with him, that was when I kind of like realized I could do both. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. I could do right. 
you know, you can play with different... Um, doing... Wait, did you do, like, acting in high school? Uh, yeah, man. So, did you do the route that I did where you try to just make everything funny, whether you wanted to or not? Because that's how I <laughs> No, I almost I took every me... monologue. A... I wish I had realized that. Yeah. I wish I had. I think that would have been more successful. I still thought I would be like an ingenue in high school. Right. I was still like trying to be sweet and like shorter than I was. And they're like, this <laughs> right. I was like a tall. Yeah. I had Lauren Ambrose from six feet under in my oh, yeah? school. So I was just like, well, she'll do that. And yeah. then I'll fucking do fart jokes in between like some sounds... Hamlet monologue. Well, as long as we're talking about celebrities who went to our high schools. I went to high school with one Natalie Hirschlag, a.k.a. Natalie Portman. Wow, <laughs> big one! That, that yeah, Natalie Hirschlag. I mean, oh no, one! That's a good name I'm, change. I'm, yeah. That was yeah. a good idea. Yeah, usually I'm like, why did you do the name change? But, Hirschlag's pretty rough. But my uh, sounds like a monster and like <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. My uh, my girlfriend in high school, her younger sister was in the same grade as Natalie, and inexplicably they offered a Japanese at my high school. Like, I don't know wow. if they've offered it before or since. So anyway. My girlfriend's younger sister and Natalie Portman were in the same Japanese class, and they had to make a video for some project. And I was like a video guy in even then. high school, even then, even then. So I um, I edited this thing together, and then I, from that day on, I told people I worked on a Natalie Portman yeah, film. Yeah, absolutely. She put it as an IMDb yeah. credit. I, guess who? Guess who? I'm I'm about to drop. Let's see. I went to college with a Jimmy Wolk, and we also made out in a play. Um, Jimmy Wolk, who is Bob Benson. Oh, Boom. that's a good one. I know because yeah. I'm really on the rise. Benson. On the rise, yeah. he's wow. going to be a star. Yeah. And yeah. so, so you guys have uh, you've uh, you've studied the craft with this guy, with him. Yeah, he was two. He's two years younger than me, so we just had two years of studying the craft together. But I studied the craft. Yes, yeah, so I studied the craft in college. Yep. Um, the movie, The Craft, uh, with Farooza Bulk. I'm glad you did a four-year on uh, that one. <laughs> exactly. So I know it all by heart. Robin yeah. Tunney. Um, and then, yeah, so I did comedy. Then I started doing stand-up. Oh, so I did characters. Right. I'm I'm back to where back to one. Here we go. Full circle. So I did characters because I didn't really do stand-up and jokes. So it was like I can do stand-up through these characters. Like I love doing stand-up as Gwyneth Paltrow because then I can try out strokes and like right. if people hate them i'm like gwen is isn't she the worst <laughs> like isn't she so and you terrible? don't like that one i did though, one that me. was okay. i totally didn't see how it was racist i mean i see it in hindsight but it was i'm so glad it did it as gwyneth and not me because it was hilarious <laughs> that she would tell and then like when it landed the one the way that it came out i was like whoa i see how that sounds oh, okay better her than me yeah yeah and there's also, th- i'm sorry go ahead no i will just say i started to do straight stand up now I'm tired of carrying on all those wigs and sure. and the guitar because you do have an audio <laughs> portion of that of that act mm-hmm. which probably will fall flat if I if I explain it to people but I should just say go see Beth do Gwyneth playing guitar mm-hmm. it's phenomenal it's amazing um, do you have any uh, worse gigs as Gwyneth they've all been great <laughs> they've all been called when they're Gwyneth have you had any worse gigs on your own for stand up um. Sure. Oh, I've, I mean, I host the show every every week, Wednesday, right. and so I've done a full and flat a lot. What's the show called? It's called Big Effing Deal. Tonight is our last one for the summer, and then we'll start up again in the fall. Okay. Um, for the listener, if you're in the New York area, yeah, it's at two yeah. A. Well, you, you're going to hear that we're, we're recording it right now, and if you're available in two hours, yes. you come. Okay. this will come out in a month. Uh, they get to a time machine to go yeah. back and check it out. But my comedy partner and I, one time last year, oh, I was Gwyneth. I'm not always Gwyneth, I swear, <laughs> but I. She, her new cookbook, cookbook had just come out, and Paula Dean had just um, 
been diagnosed with diabetes oh, or noted just, racist diabetic exactly <laughs> yes so we played both of them and i was like going on a detox and she was paula realizing she had diabetes and we died it was like our last that was the last show before the summer too this is a good anniversary um remembrance but we both died during the show and then we like would lay in we laid in the aisle and i told the next comic what to do but he didn't know so we like had to <laughs> i was texting dead texting for him to go up. I was like, we're going to be dead here on the ground. No, it was at the, sh- was at the show before. I, the show that I saw, you brought McDonald's for the entire crowd. Oh, it sounds about right. Was that, the, <laughs> that was the show. Oh, maybe that was the show. I don't, re- All I know I don't think it was the same one. You brought, uh, I think, a, a, at least a 20-pack of McNuggets, mm-hmm. which was like a perfect the excuse for me to yeah. eat McNuggets to for the first McNugget. time. <laughs> they're, um, they're delicious, but I, you know. There's a guy I know who brings a 20 piak piece of <laughs> McNuggets to every party. He's It's a really good thing. Everyone is delighted to see him. It's like, when is he going to arrive? And he arrives with 20 pack the Give us this guy. Exactly. We may want to talk to him later. Yeah. Uh, so, but it's a good yeah, party trick. What was the idea behind putting together a live show and kind of doing the work behind that that you don't see? Yeah, right. it's a lot of work. The nuts stuff. and bolts. Yeah. So why yeah, did you decide to do that? Just because we wanted to try out our material more and have a place. I mean, it's just it's a great idea. Also, as an actor and a comic, you just like it's so tough to not have control over anything. And this is right. one way to be like, if you find a venue. We can do whatever we want once a week. And so right. it started off as that, and then it kind of grew into a bigger show, and it's it's really fun, and it is a lot of work. Yeah. But uh, it's so worth it because, you know. Do you, do you, you get mind, to, um, like, the booking, the promoting, that kind of – or is that it just – I like it, a, yeah. And, I, I mean, I like I like it. I like being busy. It's tough because there's so many comics who have moved to L.A. Yeah. So that's been the harder, harder thing. Is that something that you would uh, consider in the yeah. future? Yeah. I love New York, but, yeah. I mean – I'd like to do both. Zoot- I want it all. <laughs> Zootube yeah. might be uh, rebranded. Who knows? I'll take that. Yeah. L.A. is the frustrating city. There's always right. the thinking you should be there. <laughs> right. And then not really wanting to Although, be there. But the thing is, now things I feel like are happening in New York, ever since I went there for a little bit for pilot season, and I was there being like, why am I going back to New York? Nothing is going on there. Right. And as soon as I landed here, like things happened. Because some people are in L.A. Now, there's, yeah. like, there's still production companies here and things happening. So there's right. less... Fish. Right. In it's fact, good. It's I, good time. I heard that work is leaving LA and going other places. Mm-hmm. Good. Especially come, because you can get... Time to move to Detroit. Yeah, or, or New Orleans. <laughs> you can get these tax breaks. This is sexy stuff. Yeah, to talk about. New Orleans. Uh, the other thing is maybe in Los Angeles they won't project your comedy show on the, on the uh, wall oh, yeah. across the street and you can actually watch it outside, mm-hmm. albeit without any audio. Right. Right. So you can just see you guys. They project... The show somehow using a hologram on like the brick wall of the side of the building. Where? At two eight, uh, they old like play old movies oh, really? sometimes. The bar does. It's like a big. It's a wall with a brick. Yeah. Right. And so that's very. It's a very cool feature. But no audio. No. I, I like get my to comedy see it. without audio. I just like to fill in. <laughs> well, you got you come inside for the show. That's just like a yeah, teaser. It like, like a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> I think I just want to stare at a wall. So okay, so so you you do some acting. What about any uh, worst auditions? Oh my gosh, I totally have them. Well, a lot of them are for commercials. Um, I do a lot of commercial auditioning and I'm going for a lot of young moms. Mm-hmm. And I had this one where this little girl, she, first of all, she, she intimidated me so much. She was like six years old going on 26 <laughs> and she was way more of a pro than I was. And yeah, she was, she was a little shit to me too. And I remember being like, how do you get your hair like that? Like trying to suck up to her because I knew we were going in together. And, um, it was for Toaster Strudel, and we and they had to improv a lot, so they kept calling me back in because, of course, I was giving them good material. And they're like, "We like what you're doing; everything is good and dry. Can you just provide um, a little 
warmth and love for the, for the daughter. <laughs> you not be exuding that. And I looked at that little shit, and I was little like, little "No, threat. I don't." That's all I got. See ya. <laughs> I I think there might be. Well, I don't like kids, but well, child ch- actors. Child actors are a are rare next breed. level Different of thing. the worst. I think it was Judd Apatow who said that essentially all child actors suck. Yeah. They're a nightmare. I, I think what might actually be worse is child singers. I don't like the voice of a little of a like a Broadway style child yeah, singer yeah. just belting it out in their like prepubescent voice. It's going to change weirdly at some yeah. point. It just has a tone that makes me want to like shove an ice pick into my ears. Well, speaking of child actors, something else that I wanted to talk about. I know you're a big Home Alone fan. Yeah, huge. Um, <laughs> favorite movie of all time. I, I knew I knew that. I I want to pick your brain about. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, Good topic. Guitar? Good topic. Good topic. Okay. Now, uh, <laughs> guitar, hey, great. Guitar, guitar. You want to do a song? Right? Um, <laughs> Hand me the guitar. That was a cue. I'm ready Be- for a song. Before I, get your, before I tell you, or before you tell me what you think about it, Home mm-hmm. Alone 2 rankles me to my core if, if for, if for these, these few reasons. Kevin gets off the plane in the airport. He looks out the window. He sees the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, geographically impossible. Something's maybe, really wrong. Maybe I forgive it. There. I forgive it. It's a beautiful um, scene. That's what every person who wants is watching this movie. It's for Christmas time fun. They want to. He's in New York. They want to see that. He landed okay. in the Red it. Hook what? Airport. Yeah, that's where the IKEA is now. It's a famous place. Mm-hmm. It's where we used to always. Tidoboro Airport yes. in Jersey. That's it's actually it. Governor's Island. That he landed. That's right. Right. He flew, Little known flew fact. Flew a prop plane. Yep. Yeah. Uh, secondly, the amount. Look and look. I like violence. As much as maybe maybe even more than the next guy, the amount of violence perpetrated against Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in this movie is horrific. Horrific. If if in in part two especially, if there was blood, if they actually showed the realistic outcome (laughs) to what like getting hit in the face with a fucking iron would that might be one. I don't know. Um, That's one. The violence is. I mean, it's one of the most violent movies of all time. Wait, does two. Does two because I mean one like goes down the kind of uh, Looney Tunes kind of sure, style there's, there's to an a, extent like a Rube Goldberg yeah. kind of thing D- is two I apparently don't remember well, th- the whole okay here's Home my Alone f- two back in New York or here's whatever my it's final, called. what is it called is there a lost violent? in New York lost, lost in here's New York, my final point and then feel free to to rebut um, <laughs> the idea that Kevin is this sanctimonious holier than thou asswipe who is telling this 65 year old homeless woman how you know the meaning of life the, the toy the, the roller store skates. guy he knows he 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 is he's the christ figure in this movie and that ranks is totally perfect oh so okay so so that, that's these are my <laughs> it's what you were going into totally perfect. so right. one thumb up from it no <laughs> yeah well um i think it uh you know, we got to be sensitive the way we talk about Macaulay Culkin. He's in a sensitive time right now. I think so he's Mac. Just... I think he likes to go as Mac these days. From oh, what God, I've known. That's, one, that's problem number one. Okay. I don't like that. That's where he's going wrong, he's first really of all. He's really sensitive about his name but these times. He needs a cookie or just to lay off the Coke. Um, but... <laughs> Um, I, 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 two isn't my, isn't my favorite. There's definitely some flaws in that one. It's delightful, however. Three and four are better. <laughs> oh, okay. well, wait, wait, four let's, is let's really. Let's talk, let's start. talk about those first. So, so, okay. One is just a, just a great. Just I will, I will give you that as, it is a holiday classic. Two is a, is a bald faced, shameless, uh, profit driven sequel. More so than almost any other movie. Didn't need to exist, if only to generate a profit. Mm, brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> 
All right. We'll see. And of watching it again. And, you know, not no, not knowing New York. And I was a kid being a little girl in Wisconsin. That was nice. I want to see the Statue of Liberty. I don't want to see, do not want to see what he sees in Queens when he lands. I, that would have not been fun for me <laughs> to show the Queens Cemetery. Like, I'm here. Oh, no. What if he saw, you remember how if you drive to JFK, there was that enormous Samsung hand holding the cell phone? Yes. For years, yes, but it was like a circa two thousand two brick <laughs> phone, weird, yeah, bricky, and it was like an enormous, like Mickey Mouse gloved <laughs> like hand. This yeah. neighborhood is still and it was not like, there yet. It was yeah. what you would see going to. Yeah, it's like you're ch- entering the worst Disney World. <laughs> yeah. it was like Epcot, this the section that no one wants to go to. They yeah. have to retool every couple. Um, of years. but look, my only main problem with the Home Alones is that I just really want his family and his everyone to know what he did. I just, it really bothers me that they, they come back and they're like, well, how was it? And he's like, it was okay. Like, I survived. And I'm like, tell him, tell him everything you did. Right. You totally saved the house. They're like, is, you saved everything. Th- and you know what? That's, and that, that drives me nuts. That, still. When you can't suspend disbelief like that. And Jeff, we were talking something earlier. Jeff, why don't you give us your, your, uh, uh, diegesis, if you will, wrong word, on Stand By Me. <laughs> oh, Stand By Me. Have you seen Stand By Me recently? Not recently. Okay, but you know about that. Yeah. You know what it is. It was a dumb tweet I made this morning, but it was kind of very true. It hit me hard. The saddest part about Stand By Me is he loses that story at the end because he doesn't save it. At the, the very story's end. over. He types the last word. He gives a knowing little like huh, <laughs> laugh to himself, and he just turns off his Apple oh, 2GS. Yeah. Oh, and I'm like, oh, Apple S, brother. There was no auto save back then. Like Rich- I picture, like it fades out. It's, Stand by me starts up. It fades out. He's walking to bring his son and his friend to the pool, and then it has to fade back in of him running in of like, oh shit, no, no, Johnny, Jimmy. Oh, I lost them all. Vern is that dead. That should be now. like a new Final Destination, a new scary movie of. Just like constant scenes of like people not saving shit or like losing right. like on Final that, Cut, just that like losing it. That it takes you or spilling out. coffee on your laptop. It takes it. Out, it takes you out of the movie. It's like Richard Dreyfus right. has spent the past how many weeks writing the the ultimate story, the great American novella. Like well, because where did I come you, up with that? And he For turns some reason, off the fucking. I'm computer. thinking about Friends. I'm thinking about oh, what a sad ending that movie is. I wonder what the ending. Like, let me remember it. I type into YouTube, watch it. Get a little teared up when he writes the line about how, like, I th- kind of think the friends you have when you're 12 are the best friends you're ever going to have. I'm, like, sitting there like, oh, this is sweet. <laughs> and then that's what I'm thinking of. As a tear's rolling down my cheek, I'm like, what are you fucking doing, man? Get you're it together. You're a practical man. I love that you decided to watch the end of that because you're just like, ah, oh, friendship. What is yeah. that? Well, I also, I'm a glut for punishment. I, <laughs> I love that you decided to watch the ending scene and not the pie-eating contest scene. Where well, that's burned in my memory. Don't even that need was, to watch That it. was the classic. Growing up, you know, when you'd hear about movies from kids like in elementary school, and Stand By Me was one of those movies that I heard about before. It's like they get leeches. They go into the pond. They Gave get me leeches. an intense fear of castor oil. That's uh, right. And then the kid drinks castor oil and he vomits the no, pie, yeah. the pie eating contest. Uh, to go back to Home Alone, I've maybe only seen it once. Maybe I once I saw it twice half. in the theater the day it came out. Never been a big part of my life except <laughs> for okay. – yeah. Uh, look what you did, you little jerk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. that line. I say it to one of my best friends nonstop. So good. I never really watched the movie that much. It just did, didn't hit me. Jerk. Why That's did it hit you so line. much? Why? Yeah. Well, it's also replayed back in the scene. Like, it's like uh, he, he's thinking about all his family members, and like, it's like a little bubble that pops up uh-huh. of Frank saying that. So it kind of like <laughs> it's said more than once. Right. It really, really that echoes. True. So you, I just also love Catherine O'Hara's performance seriously, though. In yeah, the movie, I'll say, I'll she's give like, that. I mean, and that's also when I think I learned like comedic acting because right. she is 
seriously acting. Like she just needs yeah. her son that whole movie, but it's hilarious. Right. And I, that's I think that's the first time I really watched that and saw that and was like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Here's actually another frustration. It's kind of like the Sam Harvey thing, but a little bit different. And probably someone's talked about it. But the whole fucking face slapping thing. Like it's not In Home Alone. In Home Alone. It's not exactly what like it's kind of been embraced by society that there's a moment when it's like with oh, the yeah. robbers that he's doing that. It kind of drives me nuts. Like in Terminator, I'll be back is not really kind of what it's become in some ways. This is the way it plays out in the scene. Sure. Yeah. It's not the, that we've all kind of accepted, like I think we've accepted that it has to do with the robbers and that something happens where he does the face slap thing. But it's just some weird gaggy fucking. Yeah. That just has taken on a life of its own. And also, another problem. Mm -hmm. Again, people have probably talked about this too. Aftershave will only do that to you if you've actually cut yourself. That's right. (laughs) He's not using a razor. He's using like a non razor (laughs) thing. You put aftershave on, it's not going to make you burn that much. He's sensitive. I got a lot of problems no, no, apparently no. with Home Alone. Well, at Home Alone too. Another another suspending disbelief thing. I couldn't. I, I could know, not be do. grilled like this. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. well, look, look see, worst Home Alone come, ever is what the show's staring at me like here, this and this. You come here, we get we cut yeah. the show, we get serious. The scene in which he played, where he has. You talk about g- Troop Beverly Hills now and turn me down on that one. No, no, that. Let's start on that. It's lead singer that? of Rilo Kylie. Oh <laughs> yeah, totally. One Jenny of her Lewis. greatest roles. Mm-hmm. Was that also uh, uh, David Crumholtz? Or no, that's Slums of Beverly Hills. Oh yeah. I think Mary Gross is fantastic at Troop Beverly Hills. Oh, she is. I think she was great. Annie Herman, boy, yoing, actress. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mary Gross was was one of those kind of forgotten SNL mid eighties. Like she's in some of my favorite of those sketches. Feds Feds was a funny movie. (laughs) Rebecca De Mornay. I rented that when I was ten. I'm very excited about Feds. Listen, listen <laughs> I, we've gotten way off. We've gotten way off track. The last thing I was going to say about Home Alone is the scene in the shower with the thing going back and forth, and he plays the audio on the yeah. handheld tape deck, mm-hmm. and, and Tim Curry falls for it yeah. like an idiot. Yeah, it's pretty and convincing. Look, I, I, no disrespect. I know you're a big fan of the films. Uh, <laughs> big disrespect. It, 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 I, I think that's. I think that's a great thing. I would fall for that. Agree to disagree. <laughs> uh, so what's like what's the uh, what's the plan? Like what's the what's, well, what's the plan? I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have uh, three to five children uh, <laughs> when I'm 55. That's so a, that's a ripe old age. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely want three to five children. I definitely need about 25 more years right. of my, me time. Yeah, you're trying to go for the late game high school superlative of most likely to get married with 3.5 children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not get that one. Oh. Um. <laughs> So that's that's it, and then you know these next twenty five years just totally just kicking the just shit focus. out of my life. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, okay, what is my plan? Um, I've, I'm pitching some TV shows right now and working on writing some stuff, and mm-hmm. I have a show on MTV. Um, so they have this new web channel, MTV Other. It's called. It just it just right. launched a few days ago or a week ago. On Harmar, a past guest was. Yeah, was yes, in a video. totally. Yes, I like Harmar. how that's just like you know MTV Other. Like we can't. It does even, feel a little lazy. Even be bothered. MTV, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> like they, I'm like, did you forget to? Name, did you forget about <laughs> MTV this one? Internet? Just, Wait, we let that go through. I was just writing that down just as a placeholder. Yeah. yeah. I'm on a show called Teachers Lounge that Morgan Evans wrote and directed, and that's mm. coming out. I don't know, two weeks. It's really funny. What? What's the? We're like bad teachers. Show? Me and uh, yeah. You and um Anthony. 
Help me say his last name. You Tamanik. know. Mm-hmm. Friend of the show. Is it Anthony Tamanik? Mm-hmm. Ah. Friend of the John show. Lutz. Check out John Lutz, his, isn't his previous yeah. episode. And you were just on uh, Inside Amy Schumer. I was on Inside Amy Schumer. And so how Yes, fantastic. How that, I was uh, talking about that sketch in my sketch class sketch. I was teaching uh, yeah. the other day. My I didn't write it. I enjoyed that sketch. And I told him I thought your performance was fantastic. Thank you. So how does something like, it together like that come about? I didn't. I just, I don't, I think that's, I don't, I didn't audition for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I auditioned for a lot of little stuff and then this like fun thing comes along that you just get. And that's how it totally works. You're like, with this thing I really want to do, I can just, right. you want me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think, I don't know, maybe because I know some of the writers in the show. Right. There's also been a lot of comedians on that show, which I think is a really smart way to do that because I've seen like a lot of comedians tweet out or whatever. I'm on this show tonight. Right. That's the way to do it. I feel it. like it just was have like, a bunch of guests. Yeah. Oddly under my rate, like of just my friend's going in for that like, yeah because then all of a sudden like i was watching him my buddy nate smith was in mm-hmm. uh, the butterface sketch mm-hmm. and i was like oh also a friend nate of the show who's yes. been on the show before exactly a lot of check out all the these show. previous episodes <laughs> but yeah sense. that's i think that is a great because it's yeah it's like this extra totally uh, yeah because i was surprised and i was like oh yeah that's there mm-hmm. <laughs> like when your sketch came on yeah. i was like look at that yeah with laura wilcox and laura wilcox yeah yeah and, and so, michael gorman you know and so is uh so know, just you know working on auditioning and writing stuff it's really i recommend any actor or comedian to well comedians already do but when i used to be just an actor you just sit around and you just wait for auditions and it's right. i don't know how if i was doing that now i would you go crazy because you have no control so even if you're not a good writer just write right. like, pitch mm-hmm. something so you can feel like because it's made me feel like i have quite a big sense of purpose even if it goes nowhere it's totally worth doing because you feel like you have some control right does you know, that beat you? I mean, that's actually. So does that kind of uh, does that get you down sometimes? The waiting game, like of being an actor, comedian, like you have those times where you're just kind of yeah, you're just a lot of waiting. Mm-hmm. I, was, you know, I was talking to my friend yesterday, and he's just like, oh, I'm on hold for this thing, yeah, and like I can't do other things. Like I'm just like kind of stressing about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, gotten I've learned over the years. Well, like maybe five years ago, you learn things to just never. Nothing is ever final until you're like the right. day on the set. Right. So that took a while to learn, but now now. It's like takes away a lot of the joy from so many things. You can't let yourself feel excited about anything until it's completely done. So there's right. So then you're just kind of in this stasis. Yeah, and friends that aren't in the business are like my mom, and they're like, "What's going on?" And it's like a lot of things. I can't tell you about anything because like right. they might all fall through. Right. So let's just talk about yeah. but then something you have else. Something like for for instance, my damn channel live, which when I started, which was um, I don't know, probably about five or six months after the show had started, and it was a daily thing. You know, it was, you know, maybe it was 10 episode, uh, I'm sorry, 10 minute episode, mm-hmm. a couple days a week, and then a 40 minute episode on Wednesdays. Uh, on Wednesdays. And then over the course of, of the time that I was there, it went down to like a few days a week to one day a week for, you know, uh, for the duration. And so even something like that, which is, like, oh my God, here's a daily gig that I've got. And then that's changing underneath you be, uh, because of powers out of your control. Right. So it's got yeah. to be something that is sort of frustrating to deal with because there's nothing concrete necessarily. Yeah. It was good. I mean, that was good and bad. To be honest, I, I mean, I love doing that show. I learned so much, but I've oh, I've never really had a day job and that, that kind of right. thing. And I, you know, you, you, I missed having like a totally crazy lifestyle with a lot of different things happening. And while stability is nice, sure. I'm just a crazy person who likes to be like, what's happening tomorrow? Totally different from right. today. But I'm still doing my vlog. Yes. That you made the awesome theme song for. I did. That I get so many compliments on. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, a Mike Pace, Adira Amram collaboration. That's right. We, uh, uh, for the listener, I handle a lot of the audio requests at uh, my damn channel. Right. And actually, I did some work for them recently, but, uh, and I've yet to get paid. Uh, uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
So, but you should check out, yeah, youtube.com slash Beth and Show is my YouTube. I do two vlogs a week. And that's fun. And I edit them myself now. So that's, that's nice. really. See, that's the other thing about Final the, cut? Whole, yeah. the whole internet uh, thing is that. Or when I say internet thing, uh, you know the internet, the or just the you the kind of this YouTube thing is that it's all do it yourself, yeah, and that it t- it's that's another way it's different from television that like you could shoot something, edit it together, slap some music on, and uh, exactly be good to go. Mm-hmm. So you know. it's not as precious because you're doing so many more of them, and you know that's what's helped save me with these things is right doing so many. Sometimes I'm like ah, I'm not gonna come up with another one, but they're not precious, and if I can just put something up, yeah, yeah. right. I mean, I want them all to be good, but. It's, but it's then you nice. don't have to dwell on, you know, it's like, you know, two more are coming up. The yeah. Next and of course, the things you plan, the ones that I think are great that I've like spent so much time on and gotten people involved and like, collaborated and edited forever. Don't get me views. And I'll do one much like talk to the thing about my makeup or something. And it's right. like everyone loves that. So you just never can tell. Do you ever? Yeah. Do you have that? Like, I know, like, for me, it stresses me out. And like, you're you're even more so like a lot more so in the YouTube world. But like, does it stress you out of just like. Why can't I figure out that magic formula sometimes? Yeah. Because it just isn't like I don't get it. Like there isn't it's one. the same thing where I'm just like, okay, I guess this is the one you'll like, but you won't like this other thing that I think is real fun, but mm-hmm. we'll get a couple hundred people to watch it or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. That, and there are people, it seems maybe no one's figured it out. Maybe it's just a. You have to have Justin Bieber, cats, right. and some titties. Right. And that's on YouTube. Titties so you're pitching to... the perfect video that we should that's be working the formula. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, then something spontaneous that you can't plan happens and then right. your hair burns off and that's all so in, all in under one minute. Something spontaneous. <laughs> well, you know, um... <laughs> was that a Michael Jackson Pepsi commercial when his hair got caught on fire reference? Oh, yeah, no, I was talking real... about the one when the girl was curling her hair. Uh, just when, yeah, yeah. And, then, and she burns it off. No, is this a new YouTube video that I can show It was out? a girl showing you how to make yeah. curls with your with your like with a uh, what do they call a curler? Yeah, you curling yeah. iron. And a Work curling iron. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but and she's sitting there and she's making and it just burns a very hair. crucial piece of yes. hair front, right. a front like, runner. it's like one that's got to be like no oh, your head's gone. messed up for mm-hmm. a while well for for the listener if you haven't checked uh seen michael jackson get his hair catch on fire when he shot a pepsi video in 1984 <laughs> Go back check it out. it's topical it's still it gets gets better it gets yes. better every, every time i see it that's good uh, <laughs> i want so to check Beth, that out to to bring things full circle yes here, a question that we ask all of our guests on mm-hmm. the show what do you think of the word Gig. gig i love it you love it mm-hmm. there was a pause there was a pregnant pause there <laughs> yeah. i let it settle in and thought about it i really wanted to give you the right answer i love it i love i love how simple and little and like but big it is uh-huh. also I have this book called gig that i really love it's big and yellow you should guys should get it it's it's just like a bunch of interviews interviews with everyone of every single job and so it's really fascinating, I I and it's called Gig. And because I think someone had brought it up, someone because of our title, and then I was like, "Oh, that is an interesting good sounding book." book. Um, yeah, we'll have to. Uh, the show's going out to that book, and the I author. like that big yellow book. I like yeah. that word. Why do you, most people say they don't like it? It it, it totally depends. I yes. feel like this. Had, I feel like this is. We have the guests will give her an answer, and then ask us what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you guys. Well, you both seem pretty shocked that I liked it. Um, well, I would say that this not was like one loved, of the loved most it. emphatic. Oh, yeah, and from the get go with no with no uh, kind of like yeah, eh, no. But it's, I think it might be my new favorite word. Perfect. If we had, if we had, I'll just say, if we had something to do with that, then that's great. Yeah. Yeah. You did. You definitely did. A different answer every time someone asks us, "What do you, what do you guys think?" Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it really reminds me of my father, and I don't want to get into it right now. Yeah. So. And I uh, hate that. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of my trigger word. And yeah. It freaks out my brain. Yeah. So look, clearly, 
a lot of things going on. You're 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 shooting stuff. You're you're on MTV Other. You're yeah. uh, you're, you're auditioning. <laughs> you're you're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You're bouncing between the coasts. Yeah. Um, you know you for you will you'll let Home Alone two slide. That's mm-hmm. fine. Um, I don't know what what is next for you, but Jeff and I just want you to game. Yes. Thank you. Worst gig ever. 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 ever.